What is up, everybody? I have Eric Barber across from me, Mark on the mic speaking right now, and we have 10 minutes to spur everybody on to put a red dot on their turkey hunt for this spring. Honestly, Eric, it shouldn't take too much spurring, pun intended. I'm not really seeing a downside. These things are going to make you a more effective turkey hunter. I know I sit in my vortex chair, hey, those guys are just trying to sell red dots, and I am, but I really do believe that they are a really, really big asset when it comes to turkey hunting. You've been running one for a couple years now. Yep. Haven't looked back. Have not looked back. What are the things that you are personally liking about it? Oh, man. Too many to count. Too many to count. I love what you did there on the intro, by the way. Prepare to be spurred. Um, I, the big things for me are... So when you look at modern turkey shot shells and they pattern super, super tightly, we're all in an arms race to find the tightest pattern, patterning turkey load, tightest patterning choke tube, all of that. And, and that's all great. But with that, you really need to have your, your aim on point, so to speak. And the red dot is the biggest thing that helps you do that. So whether you're shooting at a bird up close or you got that bird that might be hung up at about 50, 60 yards or so, this gives you an option that is going to help you make those longer shots that your guns are now capable of. So like in the past, not running a red dot, your bead takes up so much real estate on the bird. You know, it almost takes up the whole breast to, to head, neck, everything in between. With a red dot, on the other hand, gives you a very finite aiming point right on that bird that you can pinpoint, squeeze it off, and stack your freezer with much more turkey breasts. Uh, agreed. I mean, you're not going to see, like, probably you're not going to see a dramatic di difference, you know, you know, 10, 20, 30 yards, even get to that 40-yard 40, yep. 40 mark, you know, in general, you know, front beat is still going to be extremely effective. And, you know, I guess full disclosure, a lot of birds get shot 40 and in, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, we're always trying to be more effective. Yep. We're always trying to be more lethal. We're always trying to dispatch that turkey as quickly as possible, make the best shot possible we can. Yep. And a red dot is just really going to help you do that. You get that fine aiming point. You're going to get that that bigger sight picture, if you will. Like you said, Eric, I'm just yep. reiterating your points, but I think they're super important. You're not going to cover up that bird. Like, you know, I've, right. shot, I've shot birds at, you know, 50, 55 yards before with a front bead and, and, you know, these modern shot shells that you're talking about. So I know they're fully capable of doing the job. I know yep. I pattern my gun. My gun is shooting well. But when you're on that bird, you're like, well, I know I'm on them. Because I can't, almost like because I can't see his head, right? Yeah. And Where with the red dot, you're going to be, yep, my my dot is either on, exactly. right on his head or, you know, maybe you know, you know you're know you exactly putting it a little bit maybe potentially above his head, trying to compensate, you know, possibly for a little bit of drop. I personally haven't shot yeah. those shells yep. that far, but I would assume they're like anything else that's affected by gravity in this world. Right. And they're going to drop at distance. So yeah, I think also when you're patterning your shotgun, you're going to be able to do so... I guess more effectively and more confidently because you're going to be able to see exactly what's going exactly. on all the time. So, and we and we led with appropriately so the benefits of shooting at, at distance. But I think what's equally, if not even more important, because you're going to find yourself in this situation that I'm about to mention more often than mm -hmm. you will shooting at distance. I think I know where you're going. And that is hunting thick woods, especially when you get a bird that comes in, he flanks you, goes to your weak side. Myself as a right-handed shooter, that would be me shooting to my right. If you've ever done that, you know that that is a really hard angle to kind of pull off 
It's and awkward. It's hard to get a solid cheek weld. That's the biggest thing is a solid cheek weld. And a lot of times, so I think back to a bird I killed last spring that came into my hard, hard right. It was a late season hunt, thick green woods. And I could hear that bird drumming coming up the the mm. the, the ridge side. Paint, excited. Painting a picture for you, Marco. <laughs> I just couldn't see him. I could hear him making his way up to me. And I actually couldn't see him until he got about eye level, even a little bit higher than me on the ridge on the same kind of... Uh, topo line that I was on and then once he did get a little bit of elevation I could finally see him the problem was I was shooting like almost 90 degrees to my right so when when doing that I was able to make the shot because I I had a red dot on there had I been forced to use the bead it would have been so hard for me to get a cheek weld on that on the the gun to actually get a good you know line of sight down the, the rib to the bead line that up with the turkey's head in this case I had one thing to worry about Put the bead on the head, shoot whatever's behind it. And right. that's exactly what happened. I mean, and just talk about a major advantage of a red dot, and that is definitely one of them. You don't have to be perfectly in line. You don't have to have that perfect cheek weld. As long as that dot is where you want it when you squeeze that shot and yep. you squeeze off a good shot, uh, or, or trigger press, as uh, you know, sometimes the guys yep. at Vortex Edge will say you don't squeeze, yeah. you press. Uh, it's going to go where, where you want it to go. And another important point with that, you know, learning to shoot a shotgun with a bead, even turkey hunting, which is more of like a, I guess, an aiming type of right. use of the shotgun. Not not the easiest thing to, to do, particularly if you're a new hunter, possibly a youth hunter. Yep. And so for, for, for people in that situation, yep. they're going to be more confident, more effective, and have a better overall experience when they hit the turkey woods and they squeeze off that shot. I said squeeze again. And the turkey, you know, tips over and you got right. turkey in the bank. Yep. A couple other things that I think we should kind of cover on this too is, you know, red dots have come a long ways from where they were, you know, years and years ago. Both of these shotguns on the table have the Spark Solar on there. 150,000 hours of battery life, so you don't have as much of a concern in the back of your head that you're going to get to the field and not actually, you know, be without a battery. That, yep. Th the math don't lie, Mark. 150,000 hours, thanks to everybody's favorite planet, the sun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun. Yeah. Uh, classic, classic SNL sketch right there, and I appreciate the reference, Eric. Yep. But also, I think it's important to point out with this model, which I think there's a reason why both these shotguns have it. If I was going to, I love a lot of our red dots for different reasons. Yep. If I was going to personally play favorites and hit the turkey woods, I'm probably going to do it with the Spark Solar. Yep. And part of it is that solar panel that's in the top. You've got the solar power source, and then you also have the battery power source. Yep. So you have two independent power sources. The solar panel doesn't charge the battery. We've right. talked about this a lot of times before, but it, but I think it you know it warrants repeating because I think you know people intuitively I think oh yeah. that charges the battery right and, not the case and it doesn't so as long as you have enough ambient light which the light in this room that we're in right now is enough ambient light to power that and get that dot to go you're you're going to have that point of aim yep and I guess I'd even say worst case scenario which is just it's like I don't even know why I'm talking about it because I'll. I'll I don't know, I'll say it won't happen in like the one in 10 billion, whatever it happens. But if something happened, you could just pull the rail and use your front bead. Right, exactly. So um, so you just touched on rail. So we should talk too about mounting systems. Yes, because we have two different styles right here. Very, very different mounting styles on it. We've got one on the super modern, dedicated turkey killer. Uh, 
behind yep. your Turkey Classic old yep. Betsy. So we got a Benelli Super Black Eagle 3, the Turkey Edition with the pistol grip stock. That obviously is drilled and tapped to accept a pick rail. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the other hand, my old Classic 870 that I've had for about 18 years now is not drilled and tapped. But if you are if you are you know listening to this and in a situation similar to myself, maybe you've got an 870 or some other gun that is not drilled and tapped to accept a, a pick rail, these saddle mounts are actually a pretty nifty little option. Um, I think you can find them on Amazon for like 40 bucks, something like that, probably at your local sporting goods store. And it is literally as easy as taking the screws out of the receiver. They come with these longer extended screws. You pop those in its place and you're good to go. The other nice thing about that is it makes taking that off super easy. You just unthread those screws, slide the whole unit off, and now your dot is is still mounted on that rail. So come next spring, after you took that, that saddle mount off for a fall of hunting birds or whatever you're doing, it's as easy as putting that back on, doing a quick re-zero check, and you're, you're back in action. Super easy. Yeah, I mean, super easy, quick, on-off modification. Like I said, it's not one of those things where you're like, well, great, now this is my turkey gun. What am I going to use for, for pheasants or yeah. waterfowl or something like that? You can you, you can kind of change with the seasons if you want. Or if you're feeling real frisky, just yeah. buy this Benelli here and, yeah. and get after it. <laughs> um, Turkey loads are expensive. They are. Particularly when we're talking about these modern modern shot shells, like, you know, Federal TSS or something yep. like that. Uh, you want to make sure you are being... Um, intentional. Intentional. So, let's talk about maybe mm, best practices, whatever. For how patterning? Would, for patterning. How would you go f- for patterning, siding this yep. thing in? I'd imagine you don't want to burn up all your no and turkey loads and as expensive as they are they they kick even worse yep um so the recoil factor of a 12 gauge turkey load versus a 12 gauge seven and a half target load is significant so that's actually what i start with i'll put in my choke tube you know have everything consistent but i'll start with a number seven and a half number eight just any old like what you would take shooting sporting clays or, or trap or skeet whatever um, I'll, sh- I'll shoot that at like 15 yards mm-hmm. because I want to be super close where I can actually, you know, see my point of impact as a very, you know, patterned, uh, spread. Right. Whereas if I shot that seven and a half at 30 yards, it would just take up so much space. Even though you do have the, the turkey choke in there, it's just not going to pattern like, you know, a number five turkey load would. It's going to give you a better idea of yep. what it actually is going to be doing downrange when you put that turkey yep. load in. So I'll start on a very big piece of cardboard with a, a, a small circle in the middle. I'll shoot at like 15, 20 yards with that number seven and a half. Assuming that goes well, you know, I might make some fine-tuned adjustments as needed, but nothing definitely won't do anything too drastic. Then I actually move to like a number five pheasant load. Which, if you're in a pinch, I've come to find out, out to 40 yards, those things shoot great. I would have no problem shooting a turkey at 40 yards with a pheasant load. I, I think five. a lot. I think when turkey hunting was just starting to get to be turkey hunting, yep. I think that's what a lot of guys were using. Absolutely. So from there, then after I have that pheasant load really like zeroed, that's what I will do my adjustments with and really hone in, get a good good pattern, good zero on that dot. Then from there is when I actually switch over, and it's usually one, maybe two of my my actual turkey loads to do a quick confirmation. Once you've kind of gone through that process, your gun is zeroed, you know you have that peace of mind that, hey, I've shot this choke with this load, and I know exactly what it does. 
if you're if it's your first time shooting it for me this is the setup that i run literally every single spring so i know what it does at 60 i know what it does at 40 and i know what it does at 20. if you're if you're shooting a new setup if you're unfamiliar with your setup once you do have your your uh, turkey load and choke kind of dialed at that 20 or 40 yard distance or whatever i would definitely suggest shooting it at 60 at 20 and even inside you know 10 yards reason you obviously want to shoot it at 60 is that you're going to get a pellet count you want somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 pellets in the kill zone knowing that you're going to anchor that bird at 60 yards and the reason you want to shoot it super super close is because it could be shooting a golf ball size pattern which this gun is at, at, at 10 yards so bird comes into 10 yards you know exactly where you know your point of aim needs to be in order for it to be effective so there really isn't a whole lot of room for air when a bird comes in close in fact i think a lot of guys would actually prefer that a bird stops at that 30 yard mark um rather than coming right down the pipe into you know eight ten yards just too much room for air at that distance but also i guess another check plus for the red dot to know that that bead or excuse me that dot is exactly exactly where you want it because yep. you do have to be a lot you know extremely precise at those close yep. distances and when you think about somebody who may not be using a red dot for, for specifically those close distances and definitely at distance too but especially at close distance this is magnified and that's torque in your grip so if you think about the archery world you have an anchor point and you have a, a, a point of aim. Mm -hmm. When your anchor point and your point of aim are both aligned, you know you've, you're about to execute a good shot. We just talked about how when a bird comes into your hard right, hard left, you get in these awkward angles. Well, the first thing that's going to get sacrificed or compromised is that, that anchor point, your cheek weld. Mm -hmm. So you might have a bird at 8, 10 yards, whatever, right, right in your face, and you might be looking at them with the bead right on his head, but if your gun is torqued or tilted or you're, you know, maybe slightly looking down the right or the left side of the, the rib, you might miss that bird by, you know, six inches left, right. Usually that's where your miss is going to come from is left, right at those closer mm. distances. And then you're left going, he was 10 yep. yards. How did I miss? Yep. Whereas if you have a, a red dot, the torque really doesn't matter. Whatever is on the backside of the dot is, is getting hit. It's so, in trouble. Yep. I like it. Have we did we did we forget anything? Any of the other positive attributes of of the red dot system on on your turkey gun? The last thing that I would kind of close with, like f at least from my end, what I really like about it is it gives me you know a, a platform that like if I'm hunting with my wife um, or somebody else uses my gun, it leaves really no room for like for. Uh, uh, guesswork. So yeah. for example, if, if I hand you my gun without a, a red dot on it and you go and shoot it, you're probably going to hold it a little bit differently than I would. Just like if I picked up your, your shotgun or your bow, again, right. drawing parallels back to archery, we all have a little bit different style in the way that we grip and shoot a firearm, a bow, whatever. Again, the red dot just leaves no room for question. Like whatever is in your line of sight, whatever the red dot is, is, uh, covering up that is, what's going to get hit. Whereas, you know, if you and I t pass the, the same gun without a dot on it back and forth, just allows for a little bit more, you know, guesswork in there, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but the, the big thing is, you know, people shoot guns differently, people hold guns differently. And unless you have a consistent way of, you know, aiming, you're not going to 
shoot it exactly like somebody else will. Nope, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And the, and the bow analogy just like is really dramatic, you know, because I've shot other people's bows and missed the target. Oh, yeah. And you're like, that's, you know, again, that seems impossible. Yep. And then you pick your bow up and you're like, okay, like that was super weird, you know. And again, it's like different anchor point, different, you know, you're just using it differently. Yeah. It works perfect for the person who set it up. Maybe not so for you. So, yep. yeah, I mean, uh, red dots on turkeys. If you have been thinking about it, think no more. Get yourself one. Mount it up. It's not that hard. And if you want to, you know, take it on and off, you certainly can do that. One thing I'll point out, you know, I think a lot of people have shotguns. It's their old trusty. Maybe they only have one shotgun, you know, and they like to use it for everything. With the saddlement, like you showed here, Eric, that it's just it's it's an easy on off, and yep. it's it's it, it's for kind of I guess is it's actually extremely low profile. Like I was yeah. expe- I was expecting yours to be like dramatically, maybe not dramatically, but, right. but higher than yep. the one on the pick rail. Height over bore, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I thought it might have a, a, a greater height over bore. I, I'm not really seeing a difference. No, not at all. I when I actually when I picked up the the Benelli. Before we started recording, that was one thing I was actually curious about is if I was going to have a little bit lower cheek weld, and I felt that it was identical. So, also, if you live in a state where, you know, it's shotgun only, this is an, a really good solution to, like, if you want to put a rifle scope on your shotgun, too. So, growing up, oh, yeah, living in Wisconsin, years and years ago, before we changed the, the laws to allow centerfire rifles statewide, I hunted in a shotgun-only zone. And that's actually where this saddle mount originated from, is I needed a way to mount a rifle scope to that gun. So, you know, just another kind of arrow in, in its quiver of versatility. You know, you can go, uh, if you got a slug barrel, you can put that on with a rifle scope and shoot whitetails or whatever. You can put that red dot on, shoot turkeys, you can rip it all off and go shoot ducks all in the same day. Just kind of like uh, I don't know, was that I don't know if that was like a quadruple quadruple duty system there, but you're absolutely, you're getting more bang for your buck if you're using this for turkeys and maybe to take a buck in the fall. Yep. So, Eric, I like it. If you guys have any questions about red dots on your turkey gun, like I said, maybe you've been thinking about it and you need time to make that move. Maybe you're just getting into turkey hunting and. I think this would be an extremely, extremely good asset and improve your odds in the turkey woods. Have you been using a red dot? Let us know. Let us know your experiences with it, and uh, we'll see you outside the spring. Shoot straight. Shoot straight with a red dot. 